0: Tennessee picks up a commitment. Let's go ahead and begin with that. I'm not saying it's orchestrated after an Alabama loss, but I've been around long enough to know that picking up a commitment the week after a very disappointing loss is a good way to temper fan frustration. So you have Tennessee that does indeed pick up a commitment. We're talking about running back Justin Baker. Read about him more on caleb Giroux recruiting coverage today brought to you by andy mason of andymasonrealestate.com a commitment for the 2025 class this time coming from an offensive player buford high school running back justin baker ranks as about the 372 prospect nationally in the 2025 class the number 35 running back by 247 sports composite number 42 prospect from Georgia. Two visits to Tennessee last month. So this is hardly a surprise. Giroux has been all over recruiting. So be on hooksports.com for the latest. Bob, foot 10, 195 pounds, had 20 scholarships, offer 20 scholarship offers, primarily the Vols beat South Carolina, Michigan, and Alabama. So let me hear you on the message board. How excited are you about this pickup? And Caleb, let me begin with you i think that anytime you can get a a good player i don't know that he's an elite elite player but anytime you can get a good player out of the state of georgia you have probably helped yourself and i remind you he will help you andymasonrealestate.com best prices best service in the biz biz andymasonrealestate.com he's my realtor Should be yours. Hit the like and subscribe button. So, Caleb, I think dipping into Georgia, even though it's Buford, not the Atlanta area, is always big for the balls. Your thoughts? And let's hear about you on the message board. Let's go. What do you think, Caleb?
1: Yeah, I think it's big. And again, who offers? I've talked about this all the time. Who offers matters. So, as we, as you just brought up, yes, South Carolina offered. But Michigan and Alabama both offered. And by the way, Michigan is a place if you're a running back you want to go to because they give their running back lots of carries. I mean, just look at what they're doing with Lake Corm right now. And Alabama going there speaks for itself. They've produced two Heisman winners at running back since Nick Saban's been head coach in Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. So just the fact that Tennessee beat out those goals for Justin Baker is a big deal. Now, he's a four-star on rivals and a three-star on 247 Sports Composite and 247 Sports. However... For those who don't know, this is a 2025 recruiting class. Dave, you know this. Recruiting ratings for players that far out are always lower than they're going to end up. Typically, players, you have to show a lot more before you increase your star ratings. I think they re rate, what is it, every, like once in the summer and once in December? Isn't it? Yeah, just re-rate? sometimes
0: when they feel like it, if w- one of their websites is one of the strongest in their network, too. So, um, uh, where where do the ball stand in 2025 I know they're 11 in the uh uh 2024 class but where do the balls stand in 2025 what do they got rolling right now
1: yeah they're number 15 in 2025 but again they have three commitments that's I don't really look at rankings two years out until after the signing day from the really you don't you can't pay attention to rankings until April before until the April before so if you're looking at a 2025 class, you shouldn't start paying attention to rankings until April of 2024, if we're being honest.
0: I agree and with that. But who are the other cats in that class that we're talking about?
1: The other ones are two cornerbacks, which, as we know, Tennessee needs a lot of help there. One is Shamar Arno, also from Georgia. Josh Dobbs High School, Alpharetta, or Josh Dobbs Hometown, excuse me, Alpharetta. And actually two players from Alpharetta, Dylan Lewis, the other one. Those are both Milton High School cornerbacks out of Alpharetta, Georgia, who have both committed to Tennessee and then obviously Justin Baker out of Buford. So Alpharetta is the Atlanta area, but it's not in Atlanta as we know. And so that's that's we, we see where Josh Heupel is targeting right now. He's trying to build depth at cornerback. And he's also trying to make sure he's got a collection of running backs. As we know, Peyton Lewis committed to Tennessee's 2024 class. Dylan Sampson will be on the roster at least through 2024. And I think this team loves to have three running backs at any given point.
0: So Travis says we have three elite running backs right now. I think they have three very good running backs and possibly one elite running back in Dylan Sampson. Those those are my thoughts. That's how I would look at this uh, group of running backs right now. I think they're all very good. One might be elite. How would you describe the three running backs that Tennessee has now?
1: I would say... One is, I'd say two are elite, and one is solid. Two are elite talent-wise. I think Dylan Sampson is an elite all-purpose back. We just haven't seen much of it this year. But I think he's an elite all-purpose back. And I think Jalen Wright is just an elite running back, period. Jalen Wright's a guy that, look, dare I say, he's a guy that you could, the way he's playing, you could trust to be a Saquon Barkley type in the NFL if he keeps this up.
0: Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and change what I said. Um, I think they have two elite running backs. And you might not see it for Dylan Sampson for a while. But I think as far as the more versatile scat back type, he'll be that. And I, I saw Jalen Wright a little bit short. So I'll say two elite running backs, one very good. But when I say elite, elite, I'm talking about the Jamal Lewis's of the world, those type of guys. I'm going to say Alvin Kamara is even in that group not not as good as jamal but a guy that goes on to the nfl and is a superstar immediately i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment My question is, if you're a running back, do you look at this offense and you think, well, maybe sort of I want to be a part of this thing, but they throw the ball around the lot quite a bit. Is Tennessee going to be able to go in and grab the number one tailback in the nation? That guy's probably going to go to Alabama now that they're back in a ball control type of look. What do you think? I don't think so. I think you still
1: might have a chance, also largely because I think – you have a chance to really pad your stats as a running back in Heibel's offense. He runs the ball a lot. We've talked about this. Heibel's ideal format is if he runs the ball twice every three times. For Every three plays, he wants two running plays and one passing play. You're going to get a lot of carries. The way they spread the field, you're going to have a lot of holes on a vertical attack to pad your stats. And so I actually think this actually helps you going to Tennessee. The only reason you might be held back is if, given how Josh Hyper likes to use three running backs at any given moment. But... I got to be honest. If they keep building the way they're building, look at think about this, Dave. In the '90s, yes, Tennessee got Jamal Lewis, but remember, Steve Spurrier was known to throw it all over the field. But he still went and got Fred Taylor because True. that was a it was sold to Fred guys like Fred Taylor and then Ernest Graham. By the way, the year Tennessee beat Florida in the Swamp that forced Spurrier to resign. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure Tennessee wins that game if Ernest Graham is playing. He was hurt two weeks before. He always had an elite running back, and he always sold the idea. Yeah, I throw it around all the field throw it around all over the field. But look at how much I get my running backs involved and how much they make plays. Josh Heibel can sell the same thing to recruits right now.
0: Very true. Uh, the top tailbacks right now are going to other school. Let's look at the 24 class. I know he's a 25 guy, but uh, Taylor Tatum, number one, is going to Oklahoma. Jarrett Gibson, who Tennessee was in on uh, out of IMG Academy, is going to Texas uh kedron young is going to notre dame james peebles is going to ohio state kevin riley is going to miami so maybe these tellbacks, because of all the offenses i just mentioned are at least somewhat spread um and really off every offense is maybe they don't look at that as much because back in the 90s if you're jamal lewis you look at let's say a florida and you say, they're not going to run the ball as much. I'm not going to be a featured back. You look at Tennessee and you realize you may have some competition, but you're going to be a feature back, have more tread on your tires, which I know was Nick, something Nick Saban sold later in his program. So maybe they can, maybe they can pick up an elite back. I think the perfect back for this system is now we, we all know that Jamal Lewis Uh, If you want to take Charlie Garner, if you want to take Chuck Webb are like a different level in my mind. Okay, so I'm I'm not besmirching them. But as far as a realistic type of get in recent memory, Alvin Kamara. I think that is a guy who can run between the tackles and they do that, in my opinion, a little bit too much. They should get out a little bit wide, run some sweeps, do some things like that. But they don't. Um, And he would be able to bring that to them. I think Dylan Sampson is kind of a mini me in that regard. But when I look at tailbacks over the past uh, 20 or so years, Alvin Kamara would be the one. If I could duplicate and put him in this system, that would be the guy that I would go to. You?
1: Yeah, Alvin Kamara is the dream tailback for this offense. Um, <laughs> like the dream tailback. But
0: again, Alvin I love it when you is... agree with. I love it when you agree with me sometimes. And I can hear a little bit of surprise in your voice.
1: Well, okay. <laughs> Alvin Kamara... And, and Dave, you know this. There's a difference in all purpose backs. There's an Alvin Kamara and there's a Reggie Bush. No disrespect to Reggie Bush. I think Reggie Bush really maximized what he can do given how small he was. But Reggie Bush could never be a feature tailback in any offense. He could not take the beating that he would, he would need, need to. I mean, even USC, Lyndale White was a feature back. Reggie Bush just got all the yards, remember? During that time. Definitely. And, and yeah. I, so Alvin Kamara, it, it has to be more like Alvin Kamara where they can, because Alvin Kamara can take punishment. He takes punishment a lot if you watch him play. And you do have to take punishment as a back in Jaya Shigel system because it's not like you're, it's not like the type of all purpose back that you catch the ball in the flat and you make plays in open space. No, you're going to get handoffs up the middle and you have to make vertical plays, meaning you're going to get hit a lot by linebackers as a running back in this system. You're going to get tackled a lot. There's not a lot of Emmett Smith going out of bounds before you get hit, which he did a lot.
0: He did not do that. He lot. did. He, no, did. he absolutely did not. It, it, I'm not going to argue that with you. Emmitt Smith's greatest ability. Everybody had a special move uh, that every special tailback had a special move. Emmitt Smith's ability was getting every single inch out of every single run, which meant good body lane. Um, and no, he only went out of bounds when there was no way to pick up additional yards, but that's okay. Uh, Robert, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, he says hype sets uh, up past fireworks. With the run, I completely agree with that. I think I'm onto something uh, with Kamara, as I think he would be fantastic, Orange Blood saying, I think we run up the middle a lot because we spread the field so much, more open space in the middle. But I like the idea of jet sweeps and quarterback bootlegs and options. And uh, I'm going to add in there, he didn't say this, but a toss sweep every once in a while. No, I get the point of what they're trying to do and spread the field and open up gaps In the middle, I get that Caleb, and that's what they're going to do most of the time. I will just say, as inventive as I think that Josh Heupel's offense has been in the passing game, they could do a little bit more uh, in terms of the running game. Whether it's jet sweeps to (coughs) D. Williams, which Jimmy Himes continues to bring up each and every Wednesday, or it's uh, it's it's a little more toss sweeps, and and really. What they're doing now with the screen game are extended runs, so you can count that as well. But I think they could be more inventive in in the pass and, excuse me, in the run. And you're gonna, you're gonna. It's very rare you're gonna find me criticize Josh Heupel's offense as an approach, as an as a philosophy. But I believe they could do more of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they could do some more of that too. But I think that Josh Heupel's offense, most of the runs are very much specifically designed. So it's not turn the player loose and let him do something. It's the runs are designed to let the passing game play freely. That's just how the offense works.
0: Look at my guy, uh, Travis, mentioning Arian Foster's uh, first move was the goal line fumble. The only player that has called me on the radio and challenged me to a fight was Arian Foster. So I passed because I didn't think that was going to be a good idea for Dave. And then I remember I wrote how he actually didn't fumble that much considering the amount of times he touched the ball. They just seemed to be at key situations. And the headline, which, you know, Caleb writes a lot of my headlines because he's better at it. I'm bad at writing headlines. A newspaper biz, you don't write your own headlines. And on the headline up top, Caleb, so it doesn't matter what the rest of it reads like, you know how this is going to look, said fumbling Foster. And it doesn't matter Uh, what else uh, you write. It doesn't matter what else you write, which was actually defending him because percentage wise, he didn't fumble that often compared to how much he touched the ball. But he remembered fumbling Foster.
1: Yeah, no, I know that feeling. I've had. But I used to, have, when I was a local reporter, I've had plenty of fights with night editors over headlines that made me so mad in the past. So that's, that's a rough one.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand